The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Positive Living, the program that brings you practical and inspiring principles for living more authentic, engaging, and passionate lives. Created by Patricia Raskin, a catalyst for positive change. All comments, views, and opinions expressed on this program are solely those of the host, guest, and callers. Now, with Positive Living, here's Patricia Raskin. Well, welcome, everyone. Welcome to Patricia Raskin Positive Living right here on VoiceAmerica.com. We have a great show for you today. We're talking about um, rules for navigating the road of life with analogies and visual symbols and, and a very clever way of expressing this by a real expert. My guest today is Andrew J. Sherman, who is a partner at Dixon Shapiro LLP in Washington, D.C. He's helped thousands of companies with business strategy and development, and he's now turned his attention to personal growth and development. He's a prolific author of books and articles and has been top-rated as an adjunct professor in the Masters of Business Administration and Executive MBA programs at the University of Maryland for 20 years. He sought after in media. And he was, in 2002, Fortune named him as one of the top ten minds of the nation. And you really see it from this interview and this book. The book is Road Rules. Be the truck, not the squirrel. Learn the 12 essential rules for navigating the road of life. Welcome, Andrew. Oh, Patricia, it's so great to be here with you. And I don't know about where you are, but in Washington, it's just a gorgeous day with the leaves turning. And yeah. I, I just I couldn't ask for anything more. Yeah, it is. It's, it's, the weather's been very mild here in the Northeast, which has been great. We even had a Redskins win yesterday, and that's really rare. <laughs> I've got to ask you, how did you come up with such a clever way of using actual symbols of road rules to come up with the rules for life? Well, um, thank you for starting with that. I mean, um, after 17 books on business growth and development and studying for 25 years now, what are the various dynamics of how a company grows and changes and the hurdles that it faces? And having worked with hundreds of entrepreneurs, I, I began seeing certain parallels to personal growth and development and how we evolve as people. And I've been wanting to write a book for some time on those observations, um, but some of the people that I knew that had written books in that area said, you know, you can't just sort of jot down your journal thoughts and expect anyone to read them. You need to find a metaphor that works for you, you know, chicken soup for the soul or, you know, whatever it may be, but a metaphor that you can speak to from the heart. And um, having spent a lot of my time, as I'm sure many of your listeners have, behind the wheel of a car and watching human behavior uh, out on the highways and roads, both actual roads and roads of life, that metaphor made the most sense to me. And the issue was, could I write an entire book and stay in metaphor? And, Interesting. Uh, now, when you, were, when you were writing this like book, I, Andrew, when you were driving, that. were you constantly watching people and looking at road signs? And I mean, were you making the analogies as you were driving? Yeah, and the other thing is, you know, it, the beauty of, 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 I think, a book that people enjoy reading is when it ties back to something they do every day. That's true. And all of us drive every day. 
some of us, you know, if you're listening in from places like New York or Philadelphia or D.C. or major East Coast cities, I mean, you may spend up to two, three hours a day in your cars. And that's a lot of our lives that we spend behind the wheel of a car, both actually and metaphorically. Yeah, absolutely. What was the first rule? What was the first one that jumped out at you? Of course, the one I think of is the stop sign. The stop yeah, sign the, and the go the, sign. The, the road signs, um, some of the chapters are tributes to books that I've read over the years that have really affected me. And one of the books that I've always enjoyed, and I think you mentioned that you had too, was The Celestine Prophecy yes. uh, by James Redfield. And Redfield teaches us that there are all these signs and messages and life lessons for us, but only if our eyes are wide open uh, to understanding them. And so when I look at uh, all of the road signs that we encounter as we drive our way through life, I realize that these road signs are more than just road signs directing us on how to drive. Mm-hmm. They're road signs directing us on how to live. Um, so I think in today's times, a sign like yield um, to remind us that, you know, our agenda and our path is not the only path that matters. We need to yield to others. We need to be more community-driven. Um, that's one sign that certainly jumps out at me these days as being very relevant. You know, as you say that, I want to ask you this because it's on everybody's mind. I mean, even we're reading and we're hearing that the recession is over. It still really isn't. People are still struggling. You know, how would you apply these road rules? Which one would you choose, Andrew, for people who they're going through their 401Ks, they're living off their savings, they're using investments they didn't think they had to, they've lost money on investments, they're scared. Well, uh, a couple of road rules I would point to that are in the book. Um, Another road rule that is a tribute to a book and to an author that I've always enjoyed is a road rule that that basically states that accidents happen even to the best drivers. And, of Mm. course, for those of you that are well-read in the self-improvement and personal uh, growth field, you know that that's my tribute to Harold Kushner's book, um, When when Bad Things Happen to Good People. And I think we have to remind ourselves that um, that, that the road of life brings with us its share of turns. We're going to get in accidents even if we do the right things. And when you've got 10.4% of our country unemployed and you know that maybe 5% of those may not be all that interested in work, but at least half of those are, are actively out there really looking for a job, mm-hmm. um, that, that's a lot of citizens. That's a lot of our population. And I would stay the course um, continue to stay focused on the things that you're focused on. Uh, that's all very important. The second road rule that applies, I think, to today's economy, and you're right, it's not, it's not all the way recovered yet, and it won't be for some time, is share the road. Um, in mm-hmm. the second road rule in the book, share the road reminds us that the road does not belong to any one of us alone and that we are not alone on this road. And it's important, particularly now, those of us that are gainfully employed, those of us that are doing well in our lives, to, you know, take a look over at a red light at a driver who may be less fortunate than you and see if there's anything you can do to help them out. I've probably done more pro bono hours this year, more favors for friends, more just non-billable work as, as a lawyer than I have in any year in my 26-year career. Um, but I don't regret it. I'm, that was I'm my question. How do you feel about that? Are you there? Yeah, I'm here. I said, how do you feel about that, about doing the pro bono work? Well, I, 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 you know, as long as it's in balance with 
other activities that I've got to do, my teaching, my writing, uh, the billable work for clients, I feel very good about it. I mean, I think there's no greater gratitude that we experience than genuinely helping someone else. Not only do we selfishly enjoy that gratitude, which I think is fine, uh, I would embrace that, but we, you know, we're building up good karma for the future. Absolutely, and it's it's building community. Now, you talk about be the truck and not the squirrel. Explain. Yeah, that. that's um, that's probably the most misunderstood uh, the subtitle in the first road rule. Some people, when they think of a truck, they think of this big, you know, sort of ominous vehicle on the road. They think of trucks, you know, driving to the peril of small cars. That's not the message of the road rule. And I urge anybody to take a look at the book and tell me if they agree. Um, what I mean is to be strong, to be durable, to be on a mission. You know, you never see a truck driver out on a Sunday joyride. Uh, truck drivers are mission-driven. They're carrying valuable cargo from one point to the other. They play a very important role in our economy, bringing valuable cargo to, uh, to stores and to people to keep our economy going. To be mission-driven like the truck, to be strong and durable like the truck, that's, that's the, um, the purpose of that road rule as well as the subtitle of the book. The squirrel scampies about, has no apparent game plan, um, and is often, unfortunately, uh, roadkill at the peril of cars and trucks as a result of just uh, having no game plan whatsoever. Now, in the book, you identify 12 essential rules to help people lead a meaningful and goal-driven life. What would you say are the top two or three? Um, I think this, you know, the one that, that people seem to be talking to me about the most right now is the third road rule, which is happiness is a clear windshield. Um, I do see so many people who are suffering right now, people whose families are hurting financially, uh, people that may be running into health problems or, or wellness issues or worried about the cost of health care, and, you know, it's important to really paint a clear vision for your life. It's important to paint a clear vision for your company if you have one, but also to take the time to make sure that that vision is, is clear. We, we allow ourselves to get such clouded visions. You know, you imagine, take a look when you get behind the wheel of your car today, all the spots and the dirt and the things that can cloud the vision physically on your windshield in the car, but very few of us take the time to clean it. We just go about driving. And I see too many people living their lives that way. They have a clouded or blurred or foggy vision, and they won't take the time to, uh, to really get out and clean the windshield properly. You know, you know winter's coming in the Northeast, yeah, and I'm sure you've experienced this as I have growing up in Philadelphia and living in D.C., you know, a snowstorm will hit. And there's always one of your neighbors, right, or someone on the highway that builds that little peephole on their front windshield, and that's the only peephole they use mm -hmm. to drive, putting themselves and others at peril. And that's just because they're too lazy or, or unable to get out of their car and take the five minutes it takes to clean their cars off. Right. I see too many people living their life uh, like that peephole, um, in, endangering themselves and endangering others around them when they could and should be um, taking the time to clean their vehicle off fully and give themselves the vision that they need to have. All right, we're going to take a break. My guest is Andrew Sherman. His book is Road Rules, Be the Truck, Not the Squirrel. Learn the 12 essential rules for navigating the road of life. And you can log on to BeTheTruck.com. Andrew Sherman is an educator at heart, 
as I said, his book is World Rules, Be the Truck, Not the Squirrel. He is a world-recognized public speaker and adjunct professor at University of Maryland Smith School of Business for over 20 years. He's a lawyer in Washington, D.C., and in 2002, Fortune magazine named him as one of the top ten minds in the nation. You can give us a call after the break at 866-472-5787. You're listening to Patricia Raskin, Positive Living, and I'm Patricia Raskin. And again, you can also write to me, Patricia, at PatriciaRaskin.com. I'd certainly love to send you a copy of my newsletter. And stay tuned. We're going to be right back with Andrew Sherman. Road rules be the truck, not the squirrel. Stay tuned, folks. We'll be right back. Your voice counts. Call toll-free 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. VoiceAmerica.com. Here's a show for baseball players, coaches, parents, and those who love the game. At least 90% of sports success, including baseball, requires mental strength in order to fully benefit from technical ability. And the higher the competition level, the more critical it becomes to possess mental muscle. Tune in every Tuesday at 4 p.m. Pacific time to Championship Thinking, hosted by Jim Meyer, and brought to you by the National High School Baseball Coaches Association. Jim, sports psychology coach, trainer, and author of numerous articles and the workbook, Championship Thinking, Building Mental Muscle in Baseball, simplifies the mental game with easy to understand tools and tips with his weekly guest jim draws from successes with professionals college high school and youth teams coaches and players learn how to remain confident and focused at crunch time when pressure tension and anxiety like to make an uninvited appearance tune in and tune up your mental and technical knowledge and skills with championship thinking every tuesday at 4 p.m pacific time right here on america's voice voice america hey dad what can't get the ketchup bottle open Here, let me try. Here you go. Thanks. You don't have to be a hero to be a hero. When you adopt a child from foster care, just being there makes all the difference. To learn more, call 1-888-200-4005. A public service announcement brought to you by Adopt US Kids, the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, and the Ad Council. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com Well, hello, everybody, and welcome back. Welcome back to Patricia Raskin Positive Living. Roy here on VoiceAmerica.com. Today we have a great guest we've been talking to. We've been talking about really navigating life, particularly at this difficult time. My guest is attorney Andrew Sherman, who's a partner at Jones Day, which is a global law firm in Washington, D.C. He has helped thousands of companies with business strategy and development. And he has been a professor, an adjunct professor, in the Masters of Business Administration and Executive MBA programs at the University of Maryland for 20 years. His book is Road Rules, Be the Truck, Not the Squirrel. Learn the, second, learn the 12 Essential Rules for Navigating the Road of Life. In 2002, Fortune Magazine named Andrew Sherman one of the top ten minds in the nation. You can call us at 866-472-5787 if you are listening on November 16th. And you can log on to BeTheTruck.com. Welcome back, Andrew. 
It's great okay. to be here. Okay. All right. Here's here's a, a situation that I want to pose because I've heard this from several people, and I've been through this myself. At this time, when you know a lot of people are looking for more clients, or they're looking for a different job, or they're looking for more customers, or they have to network more, it's harder. And so that means it may take longer. And I've heard people, I've heard stories about friends who just were let go, and it took them three months or six months. They kept trying and trying, and they would try something. They thought it would work, and it didn't, and they would get really discouraged. Eventually, they would find what they needed, and it was really perfect. And I've heard this from a lot of people, but the, the time is longer. It's more frustrating. It's scarier. So what's the real rule that applies to that, Andrew? Because, you know, during that time you can't give up because if you give up, you're going to lose it. Yeah, I I think there's a couple of road rules that apply, and there's one piece of just personal advice that I would share. Um, The the one road rule that comes immediately to mind is is don't fear the back roads. Um, And I cite that road rule primarily because, you know, again, that's sort of playing off a couple of of important uh, messages, you know, from books like Walden Pond and others that teach us that some of our best insights, uh, some of our best ideas, our best creativity, our best results uh, come from taking the road less traveled, the road mm-hmm. that may not be obvious as a path to get to where you're going. So what I'll see is people go to these networking events where everybody is there and then they're disappointed they don't get the results that they're looking for because everybody is there looking for the same thing as opposed to trying a few different things uh, for networking or for job searches and realizing that they're getting better results off the main crowded highway of life and onto the, um, and onto the less crowded roads where there may be less competition for jobs, new clients, new business. The second thing I'd share, which is not in the book, but it's a philosophy that I've adopted for quite some time, and that is what I call the Johnny Appleseed uh, uh, strategy of marketing. And Johnny Appleseed, of course, ran around the country planting apple seeds, and eventually apple trees would grow, and you weren't always sure which ones would grow and where, but you don't stop planting seeds. And that's a very important message in these times. Patience, persistence, uh, traits that don't always go hand-in-hand if you're a type A personality um, have to come. My my wife just reentered the workforce after about 18 years, and she was getting frustrated that she hadn't landed any new clients yet at the beginning. She's doing pretty good now. And, um, and I said, well, what are you benchmarking against? She said, well, I'm benchmarking against you. I said, well, you don't want to benchmark against me. I've been doing this 25 years. I said, you need to benchmark as if you were a complete startup, which yeah. you are. Yeah. And so we yeah. all need to maybe adjust what it is that we're doing and how we're defining success, uh, because if we're setting our goals around uh, conditions from two or three years ago, that's just not the case right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And also, don't you think, too, to look at what your successes are? Because I think sometimes we're so busy looking at, you know, the, the, the absolute bottom line result that we're not looking at those steps that are working. Well, we're that's not giving exactly ourselves right. credit and for those. One of the and, and you say, a case in point was your wife. Exactly. And that is one of the messages of the fourth road rule about embracing your dashboard. You know, if you build a dashboard and that dashboard is completely dominated by, you know, financial reward, quantitative metrics, you're going to measure your life right now by the size of your 401K account or the number of new clients you just landed or uh, whether you have a job right now, you could be very disappointed. 
Um, we're at a point in our lives where we have to begin measuring other things. Um, if you decided that how you're, you know, how you uh, feel about your day is going to be measured by how many people you made laugh today, yeah. how many people smiled. Uh, Patricia, in your case, how many people have you affected every day through your counseling and consulting and radio shows? I mean, you start measuring your life just a little bit differently. Yes, the quantitative piece may not be there, but uh, we all have an opportunity to score big on the qualitative side of that dashboard. Yeah, yeah. And that's, I think, something that happens because in our society, Andrew, as you know, money is a success measure. And, you know, when you're having difficulty, the problem is that it starts to affect your self-esteem. So you Very much say, so. And that's what's, what's wrong problem. with me? I'm not good enough. We all took, a, we, we, we took an emotional hit uh, from the events of 9-11 and Katrina. We took a financial hit over the last couple of years. And uh, for many of us, our self-esteem is something we're in the process of rebuilding. Well, the key word in self-esteem is self. It, it's how you feel about yourself as a person and frankly, you're the only one that has the power to change that perspective. Yeah. Um, so you can sit and define yourself by qualitative metrics or you can expand your dashboard in life and uh, monitor some other metrics that I think you know, you'll see uh, can make you a more complete person. Absolutely. You know, you talked about the back roads, which is, which is really important. What would be one of the other uh, one of the other road rules that we haven't talked about yet that you think our listeners really need to know about? Well, I think that one of the road rules that relates to this conversation that we're having uh, is don't judge a driver by his vehicle. Mm-hmm. Um, that has mm-hmm. to do with a Great couple one. of things. Number one, I talk in the book about the importance of diversity um, and and the role that diversity plays in our society, and that we shouldn't be you know, judging people based on, you know, their gender, age, color of their skin, etc. We've made some headway in this country in that area, but we still have a lot of headway to go, a lot of room for growth. But the second thing that I think uh, relates to the point that you just made is this issue of jealousy. Um, many of us are feeling low self-esteem because we've lost our job, but our neighbor down the street doesn't. We're driving in a seven-year-old car, and he just bought a brand-new shiny car, and, again, letting ourselves benchmark against others. Um, you know, but that person who's driving the shiny car may have a troubled marriage or a child that's sick or whatever it may be. I mean, you know, be careful what you're wishing for. And as we, you know, as we drive in on a crowded highway, we look around and we start judging people by the vehicles that they're sitting in, uh, I know a couple of people who are sitting in the vehicles because they're also sleeping in them at night. Yeah. And, you know, you know that's it's not, a very good not, point. I think people feel that because there are people that you look at them and they seem to have it all. Yes. Perfect. You know, the perfect life, the perfect wife, the perfect husband, the perfect job, the gorgeous car. And, you know, and, and that can, as you said, you know, we have to be careful of that. But what you're saying is that we don't know everything. We don't, and we, and, but yet we often think we know everything, yeah. and we need to be more humble, uh, not only in our approach to life, but we need to be more humble in how much we really do know about a given situation or family or person or coworker, uh, et cetera. And I guess the other road rule I would, I would harp on a bit is road rule number 10, um, objects in the rearview mirror are closer than they appear. Um, mm-hmm. This is one of my favorite road rules. 
it's funny because it's etched into all of our rearview mirrors as a warning, but like you were saying earlier about the signs of life, um, it's something that we read every day, but I bet you all of your listeners have never thought about it as to what its metaphorical or metaphysical meanings may be. I mean, objects are closer to you than you appear. Events are closer to you than you think. Uh, things are not as they appear. I mean, all of these, you know, this little message that we stare at two and three hours a day in our side view mirrors, even that has deep insight for us if we allow it to. You know, Andrew, I interviewed a woman recently. Her name is Melinda Blau. She wrote a book called Consequential Strangers, and it's applying to what you're saying where the strangers in our lives, those people that, you know, either pump your gas, or most of the, uh, these days we're pumping your own gas, but who wait on you or somebody who just helped you, those people have impact in our lives and that we need to look at that, that, you know, that sometimes these people, or their peripheral relationships, they're the, the custodian of the building. We don't really know them, but they have an impact on our life. Well, How would you apply to the world rules? Number one, they have an impact on your life, and you should look for the messages that, that they can share with you. But back in, in the converse of that is understanding that, you know, they are to be treated like anybody else. Right. And, you know, one of the most gratifying parts of my day is always, you know, engaging in people, engaging people in conversations that, may not be expecting it, or they think that, you know, a partner at a big law firm isn't going to make conversation with them, I try and break that barrier every single day um, and make sure that I'm looking at them as just a valuable role in my life as they may be in, in theirs. And, and you know, it, to, 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 to me, to be snobby or have your nose up in the air towards anybody in our society just doesn't make sense. I mean, why bother? Well, well no but you know, I, you know, help. I tell a story about how if the CEO is sick for a day or for a week, you'd get along because the vice president would take over. But if all of the people who run the building were sick, the building wouldn't make it. So these people are very important in our lives. Yeah, and, it, and it, again, it goes back to perspective. I mean, how you're looking at things. Uh, there's a great um, uh, strategic planning facilitator, uh, Warren Rosted, who's uh, uh, out of University of Arizona, he and I were in a meeting together Friday, and he shared a great story. Um, these, these folks were, were looking out their window at their neighbor's laundry, who hung the laundry out in, uh, on an open clothesline. And the wife turns to the husband and says, I don't know what's the matter with that woman. She's putting dirty laundry out on the uh, clothesline. And so the next morning they're having their coffee. Sure enough, more dirty laundry out on the clothesline. She's getting very frustrated. The third day, um, they look out the window, and the laundry's clean. And she says, oh, you must have gone over there and uh, spoken to her. Thank you for doing that, because I just couldn't look at her dirty laundry yet another day. Mm -hmm. I said, actually, honey, I cleaned our window. Oh. And, uh, you know, that, that one hit me. And it's Meaning still been on my mind for Friday, because, again, you know, how quick are we to judge our neighbors? How quick are we to come to the conclusion that someone else has done something wrong, you know, when what really was the case was that her window was dirty, giving her a clouded vision towards her neighbors and their, uh, the cleanliness of their laundry. Isn't that something? So well, little all stories, right, when we come back, we're going to take a quick can, break. You know, that's the, really the point of the book, and I know of other great books that have been written is, 
you know, we, we, we can take so much life lesson away from the smallest things in life. And, you know, in my case, I focused on the simple act of driving. All right, we're going to take a break on that note. My guest is Andrew Sherman. His book is Road Rules, Be the Truck, Not the Squall. Stay tuned, folks. You're listening to Patricia Raskin, Positive Living. We'll be right back. the experts. Call toll-free right now, 1-866-472-5787, Hello? and ask our all-star team to answer your questions. That's 1-866-472-5787. Thank you for calling. VoiceAmerica.com. Do you know that over 70% of Americans with severe disabilities are unemployed? Are you one of the 2.5 million Americans with epilepsy? If you are, or know someone struggling with these issues, tune in to Disability Matters with Joyce Bender. On the show, Joyce will discuss these issues as well as others. She will have on nationally known guests that will offer helpful insight on disability matters and let you, the listener, call in with your questions and concerns. So if you struggle with a disability or know someone who does, listen to Disability Matters with Joyce Bender. Heard every Tuesday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time here on VoiceAmerica.com. I can take care of myself. I can make a peanut butter sandwich. I can brush my teeth and I can give myself a bath. I can walk home alone from school. I can pick dinner from the trash behind the deli. I can watch the baby for the whole weekend. I can keep a baseball bat by my bed just in case there's trouble. Don't worry about me. I can take care of myself. If you're in jail, who'll be there to take care of your family? Something to think about before committing a gun crime. Gun crimes hit home. This message brought to you by Project Safe Neighborhoods and the Ad Council. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com Well, hello, everyone. We are back. You are listening to Patricia Raskin, Positive Living, right here on VoiceAmerica.com, America's Voice. We have a fascinating discussion. We're talking about the rules of life, but we're talking about them from the perspective of the road. My guest is Andrew J. Sherman, and his book is Road Rules, Be the Truck, Not the Squirrel. Learn the 12 Essential Rules for Navigating the Road of Life. Andrew Sherman is an attorney at Jones Day, which is a global law firm in Washington, D.C., and he is a prolific author of books and articles. He's also served as a top-rated adjunct professor in the Masters of Business Administration and Executive MBA programs at the University of Maryland for 20 years. And in 2002, Fortune magazine named him as one of the top ten minds in the nation. Welcome back, Andrew. I know that you're doing something with MAD, Mothers Against Drunk Driving, with the analogy of road rules. Tell us about that. Well, when the book first came out, uh, you know, it was the general edition of the book, and it was doing, you know, pretty well, getting a lot of traffic on Amazon and such, and, and some very nice, really heartfelt reviews that have been written on the Amazon site. But we were really looking to partner uh, with an organization that we could support and fundraise for. And um, we got a call from the senior vice president of MAD uh, out of Dallas, and she said, look, we love the book. What can we do together? And I thought about it, and I decided that we should do a special edition of the book just to support MAD, uh, you know, with two teenagers at home. I could not think of a more Wonderful. worthy cause. Yeah. Um, and, 
so we had a special edition of the book uh, put out. Uh, Laura Dean Mooney, who's the MAD national president, wrote a foreword, a very gripping foreword, uh, talking about her own husband's uh, peril, uh, death caused by a drunk driver. Mm. Um, her words are just, just, just mm. beautiful uh, in the book. We have the MAD logo on the cover, and 40% of all proceeds from the sale of that special edition will go directly to MAD as a donation. So we're very excited about it. Um, the MAD edition of the book just came out. In fact, this is the first radio show that I've been talking about the MAD edition. It, it's, it's just hot off the press. It's available not through Amazon but through special order on the BeTheTruck.com website. And uh, we're hoping that, you know, maybe there's uh, some listeners out there that would like to pick up a few copies for the holidays, but even more importantly, maybe a few listeners from some large companies that could get excited about, you know, getting the MAD edition out to their people or, you know, doing something uh, uh, more proactive. So it, it's, it just touches me to see how people have been reacting to the book, particularly knowing that a uh, portion of the proceeds is going to this great organization. Yeah. Well, and it's, it's very really, uh, it's very brilliant when you really think about it, because when you think about the analogies and, the, and you can relate to them so well with road rules, I mean, we're looking at them every day, and they really apply. Now, which one do you find is the most challenging in your own life, Andrew, and in the lives of the people that you have read your books? Which road rule is the most challenging? Wow. Wow. You know, do you know I, I mean, I've done a fair bit of, of media around the book. I have, I, I've been asked... Uh, whether I try and follow the road rules themselves, uh, and of course I try my best uh, to do that, but I've never been asked which one is the most challenging. Um, so kudos to you, of course, Thank for you. always asking the most insightful questions. Um, one road rule we haven't talked about, and a road rule that is tough even for me to follow, uh, is road rule number eight, which is be an all-weather driver. You know. Uh, this road rule talks about people that are capable of driving on a bright, sunny, clear day, flat road, open highway, no traffic, but maybe not such good drivers when the road is curvy and it's raining and hailstorms and, sure. you know, the road's not in the best condition. And many of us uh, are guilty of this. You know, we're, we're, we're pretty good uh, about living our lives the right way when things are going well, but it all falls it all falls apart when uh, when we're presented with challenges. And you know, I believe in the Nietzsche phrase that that which doesn't kill me will make me stronger. And I try my best to live that. But I think that you know, look, when you wake up and it's eight inches of snow on the ground, and you know, you probably could sleep in all day. It, it, it's 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 a challenge to to get out of bed and, and say, hey, I'm going to make this day productive. All right. So, Andrew, what is your advice for people when they, you know, when we're hitting the roadblocks, really? I mean, when we're really scared we and it's tough and it's scary and it's slippery, what do you say? That life's more like a roller coaster than a merry-go-round. And, you know, we have to, we get our best learning from the days that we got up and drove on the road of life as a metaphor where we had the most challenges. We can't learn if every day, you know, is bright, sunny, roads are flat, well-maintained, uh, that's going to create expectations that are just unrealistic. So, you know, embrace those challenges. That's where our true sense of accomplishment will happen. Interesting. Well, and also, as you, don't you think another key here is to ask for what you need and to network? 
sometimes when we're yes, needy or sometimes when things are tough, don't we don't want to ask because we're need. embarrassed. Um, because, you know, we're just not set up as a society right now to give people excess. Uh, we're trying to, as a society, be uh, good at giving people what they really need, uh, but some people are defining their needs uh, and confusing them with their wants, um, and your wants are not the same as your needs. Mm. So your advice? Uh, my advice is, is to really, you know, I, I've, I've tried to become a person that looks forward to the most difficult days that I have. They're not fun when you're having them. But the learning and, and the uh, growth that can take place during those days is something that you end up cherishing. And so it's, it's a little bit like taking bad-tasting medicine. It's going to be really disgusting on the way down, but hopefully the results are something you're going to be pleased with. What other advice would you give to our listeners? I mean, you have taught in business schools for many years. You teach MBA students. What do you find when you teach them that they struggle with mostly? Is um, it learning the concepts? Is it applying them? Is it sticking this, with it? What is actually, it? Actually, there is one last road rule that we haven't talked about, and that's uh, to be guided by your navigational system. Uh, road rule number six talks about the importance of planning. I think that we are not good planners. Uh, many of us do not have a life plan. You know, we may have a business plan for our business, but we don't have a life plan for our lives. We don't have a life plan that's aligned with our business plan. Uh, I had a very challenging breakfast this morning with an old friend, and his business plan has derailed, and he finds you know, that his, his uh, personal life is derailing in parallel with it um, and, and never really sat down and mapped out you know, what your goals were or where you should be at certain milestones, and not just a financial plan. I'm talking about you know, a more holistic life plan. We... We need to be better at that as a society, and I think, frankly, if we could take a more long-term view, the way that the East, you know, I just got back yes. from China, they look at relationships over 10 and 20 and 30-year yep. periods. You know, we go to one networking event, we meet somebody and exchange business cards, and we expect to be doing business with them five minutes later. That's true. And, you know, to take a longer-term view, I think, would be the best advice I can share with the listeners today. That, that will help make these last couple years of difficulty look like just a blip on the screen. Yeah. Well, I think that's very important. Corey, Andrew, let's, um, in closing, because we have a few minutes left, let's talk more about some of the amazing story you've gotten from MAD, from Mothers Against Drunk Driving, with the addition of the book. Well, there's been some people that have been really affected. You know, when you, when you open the book up to the MAD community, you're getting a variety of people. You're getting people who are just concerned, like I am, because of the amount of people driving under the influence. Uh, you get people that, who have lost uh, family members and friends to drunk drivers or drivers under the influence. But there's an even bigger movement going on right now. It's not part of, part of MADS charter, but I do talk about it in the book, and that is you know, not just drunk driving but distracted driving. I mean, we all need to get more focused. Um, you know, we get behind the wheel of a several-ton, you know, uh, a ball of steel, and we, and we get on the highway, and we're smoking cigarettes, we're putting on our makeup, we're answering phone calls, we're texting, we're doing all this stuff. And, you know, I, I've seen guys shaving. 
I, really? I saw one woman um, on the highway going 55 miles an hour, putting on her lipstick and texting a message. You know, I, I just don't get it. I mean, that, that's putting herself in peril and every driver around her. You know, I can't imagine that the lipstick can't go on when she arrives at her destination. That will take, I don't know, I don't wear lipstick, but I can't imagine it takes that long to do. I mean, we have become a society of distracted drivers. Uh, Try having a conversation with a teenager without being interrupted by a text message that they're answering. Um, I mean, I love my uh, PDA as much as anybody. But, you know, for all of us to be a little bit more focused, uh, less distracted, not just in our actual driving on the highways, but on our driving on the highways of life. Okay. All right. Closing thoughts, Andrew. If people get one thing out of this interview on road rules, be the truck and not the squirrel, learn the 12 essential rules for navigating the road of life, what would you like to leave us with? I'd like all of us to be the truck. I'd like us to be strong. I'd like us to be durable. I'd like us to be mission-driven and to be, be fellow carriers of valuable cargo for the benefit of others. And tell us again how we can get a copy of the book, both versions. Well, the uh, general edition of the book is available on Amazon.com and all of the online booksellers. Uh, if you're interested in supporting MAD, the MAD version of the book can be ordered either by credit card or check on the BeTheTruck.com website, uh, www.BeTheTruck.com. And is, the, is it a different version? Is it, are the words the same, or is it a little different? Uh, it's a slightly different version. It includes uh, the foreword by Laura Dean Mooney, and, of course, it's got a little bit different cover design with the MAD logo on the front. And um, obviously, you know, feel free to uh, buy either book, but know that the MAD version of the book includes a, a very healthy 40% donation to them. Which is really wonderful. How long has that book been out? just came out a couple weeks ago. Oh, terrific. That's the, the MAD version. And they would go onto your website or onto the MAD website? Oh, onto the Be The Truck website, although I believe there's still a link to the, bet, to the Be The Truck website on the MAD website. Okay. All right, Andrew, thank you so much for coming on the program. Oh, God, you're such a pleasure. wonderful, heartfelt uh, uh, radio host that uh, it's my pleasure to come on. I, I can't wait till the next one. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. All right, stay on the line. Folks, all right, my guest has been Andrew Sherman. His book is Road Rules, Be the Truck, Not the Squirrel. Learn the 12 Essential Rules for Navigating the Road of Life. You can buy this version of the book or the MAD version, Mothers Against Drunk Driving, and 40% of, the, of those proceeds will go to support the organization. And, again, you can log on to BeTheTruck.com. All right, as I always say at the end of each program, Really and truly, write to me, Patricia at PatriciaRaskin.com. I'd love to hear from you, and I'll put you on my newsletter list. And also, stay healthy and stay happy and get the support you need and know that you really can make your dreams come true. These are the people I interview every week, so really and truly, it's possible. Until next time, for, for Patricia Raskin Positive Living, I'm Patricia Raskin. Have a great Monday and a great week. Positive Living with Patricia Raskin, a catalyst for positive change. 
For an autographed copy of Patricia's book, Pathfindings, Seven Principles for Positive Living, log on to RaskinResources.com. And tune in next Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific for Positive Living, right here on VoiceAmerica.com. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaVariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. 